Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. As always, I am your host, Michael Dolce, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, the Lord of the Radio. Yeah. yeah. I have to start calling. I really have to call you that every single week? Yes, you do. It's in the contract. I feel very... It doesn't exist. Weird doing that? Like, it's... Kind of like I feel weird being here. Show so, me I mean, like, like we're even. Show me some credentials. Show me no, 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 something no, 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 no. that the time for credentials was when I got the job. <sighs> now it's discrimination. Now I have to talk to <laughs> HR about it. We don't even have an HR. We do have our staff writer Peter Aiken. Yes, you can say something, Peter. There you go. Very <laughs> good. Uh, star of a future drop. Uh, we have Sam Leibowitz, our engineer, and a, a very special guest tonight in studio. My wife, Christina Dolce, who's our, who's our Game of Thrones expert. Fix. Hi. Please don't judge me or my husband you're, you're or judged. his co-host by anything I say unless it's awesome. In which case, accolades all the way. Okay. So judge nice. you if it's good and don't judge you if it's bad. That's what we actually do our entire, like that's the entire philosophy yeah. of the show. Excellent. She's got it. Only harp on the good stuff. So yes. yes. Exactly. So, um, so yes. Welcome everyone. We have an, uh, an awesome guest joining us a little bit later on tonight. Uh, Mark Poulton is the creator of the pizza a tree. He created that with a seven-year-old son. I want it's pizza. Really exciting. I want well, a pizza right now. it's a story about a young boy who plants a pepperoni pizza in the backyard and creates pizza. a giant, um, like little shop of horrors kind of tree. Um, I don't want a horror tree. I just want pizza. <laughs> I just want pizza. <laughs> so, boo to the horror tree. Boo to the horror tree. Um, yay to the pepperoni. Yay like, to the pepperoni. But wait, pizza. but does the cheese pizza tree eat no, people it's, too? No, it's a pepperoni, pepperoni pizza tree. What is if there it? was like a cheese one? Does well, it? that's not the story. Okay. Yeah, yeah stick with the story. <laughs> no, 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 I'm here we, to shake things up. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've grown stale. Yeah, and, and apparently, she's here, yes. she's here to bust We have to bring her in for ratings. We have to bring her in for ratings. If she can't save the show, no one can. She's the seven of nine of uh of the, <laughs> <of> the sire <laughs> the one the one thing that i have learned though about bringing in uh your significant other and or uh marital partner Uh-oh. is that it is basically poop on the person who brought them day so this will be poop on me day which it's normally poop on hassan day um we will still poop on hassan yeah we're not going to call it that though we're not? That, that evokes imagery <laughs> that i'm not uh, uh not too happy about And so. <laughs> if you were a patron and you were a $5 patron, you got my awesome story about how someone actually pooped on my floor one day <laughs> in our Patreon not a great story, green room feed. Well, I, I, to be fair, I, I tell you it better. You should get your friend to be a $5 patron so he can hear <laughs> how he pooped on your floor. Oh, no. But to be fair, he did. He drank too much and somehow it came up. too much constitute you pooping on someone else's floor? That, does, that has never, never happened in the history of really bad decisions. Well, after lots of alcohol, as I talked, as I as I told the story, remember he did wake up at some point. He somehow found his way to the bathroom after this already you occurred. You have to, like, no, 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 no. I, I guess my 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 dumbfoundness that he found the bathroom was. You know, his explanation later was, I was in a strange house I'd never been in. I didn't know where the bathroom was. So but I somehow, decided to poop on the floor. Right. But he somehow managed to find the bathroom after he pooped on the floor. Like, because the crisis was over. So <laughs> he, he, was he, was, able, he was able to relax. He take was clear Yeah. yeah Taking take yeah. his, uh, his, uh, his surroundings. You yeah. Know, so his exact, his exact phrase was broke that out his had compass, never, you know, that had never happened to him before. Of course not. Right. It never, never ever either. happens to you before. Well, I think that qualifies. That right? makes up for it. You don't want a first time pooping <laughs> on someone's floor. <laughs> I know? hope. I hope that was his first uh, and I, final time pooping <laughs> on someone's floor. Yes, that's something. Unless you don't he was wanna, quitting a job, you don't want to build experience in doing that. <laughs> no, I don't want to stand back. I've done this before. <laughs> you got to squat the right way. This amazing poop talk is uh, courtesy of all of our it's beloved patrons, which we do love. Uh, we love our, uh, love our dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai. Not her name. Who is on our Facebook feed right now on Facebook.com. But that's not... Did she, hey does she ever get the, you for uh, Oh, yeah. We, we've discussed this. Horrendously. Yeah, discussed this. I don't even know her, and I'm like, get her name right. Our What's program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen. And as always, our Uber fan... And Game of Thrones expert, Christina Dolce. I brought my way onto the show. I'm not ashamed yeah. to admit it. How did that happen? 
<laughs> how do people do this? <laughs> this is supposed to be an institution, and then it's, you just let anybody in. Well, that's kind of what my, my marketing strategy is now. Just let yeah. anybody in? Crooked Michael. <laughs> Crooked Michael Crooked. over here. I will do anything to be successful. Anything. All right. <laughs> I guess that's why I follow Uh-oh. the... I the, will not poop on your floor. <laughs> yeah. This sh- this show Maybe. will be over <laughs> oh, no. the morning I come out of my room and find you <laughs> pooping on my floor. I'm going to be like, you know what? I've given it a lot of thought. <laughs> and I'm just going to have to part ways with the show. As much as we could continue with this poop talk, I think the majority of our of our live I could, listeners... I could put an again, hour or two on... <laughs> Oh God! I could I could do an entire comedy routine on poop. I'm not even joking. So many things. So many things. All right. Anyway, um, we are on iTunes every Friday. iHeartRadio every Friday. Patreon, Instagram, SoundCloud. We're on live talkradio.nyc every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. 877-480-4120. So call in if you got some poop stories or you want to talk about Game of Thrones. Don't call us with your poop stories, please. Game of Thrones, which is what we are talking about tonight. Um, how's everyone feeling after the finale? Or, or did we did we exhale? Did did people make it? You know, uh, my wife. To your credit, was assen- you were essentially all week long. You're like, I can't deal with. I can't deal with this. I don't know who's gonna die. I don't know who's gonna die. But you know, we had a couple deaths. Um, this will be my obligatory spoiler spoiler time. So if you haven't seen, like, how could you be a fan of Game of Thrones and not have seen the finale by now? Right? Unless you're like no. in another country. No, that happens. No. Life. There do are people, not excuse those people. Uh, you want me to get it real? Yeah, I There's do. A bunch of people in Texas, I bet, haven't seen oh. it. Oh. There you go. Okay. Oh. There you go. Oh, no. Even there they go. managed to find Oh, you're telling me? If you're a fan, I don't care how much water is in your living room. You watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> the TV goes on the shelf, and you just, keep, and you <laughs> just, just move keep on. Power just through it. Just please donate it. to your local Red Cross, though, and do help the, uh, I the survivors. It. I donated and, uh, people, this yeah, earlier today. In all seriousness, we joke, but we, you know. That it's was, not funny. Oh my god! You know we went from it's poop to funny. like serious discussion. That's here. how this. That's how the show goes. And back to Game of Thrones. I had to stop watching the news. I can't. I can't see. I can't see imagery of people canoeing down a main street over and over again. That's true. It's and the same I, footage. You know, and yes, I I did just make it all about me just now. You did. You I did. did. You did. But it's just hard to, it. to watch. It's right. Hard actually, to watch. you did. You're like this horrible thing's going on. It's really inconveniencing me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my news watching. Yes. No. But that's it's what we do here. Yeah. So, all right, so we gave people plenty of time. If you have not seen Game of Thrones season finale, season seven, please. Little finger died. Keep watching. (laughs) (laughs) So how about that death? Game of Thrones actor on his shocking season seven finale death. Aiden Aiden Gillen. Gillen. Gillian or Gillen? Gillen. Gillen? Like Christina Gillen? Are they related? <gasps> is our patron related to I'm not allowed to talk about oh that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he is quoted as saying, as soon as Arya produces the dagger, he knows the game is up. Christina, was that a satisfying death? Oh, I've been waiting for that. Every episode this season, I'm like, when is this guy? You know, every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, oh, this guy. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets <laughs> this it. Guy, so, this guy. This guy. This son of a... He's just so smarmy. Like, he comes in and he's like, oh, Sansa. Oh, and she's like... She's <laughs> I love like, you. Now go bang this bastard. <laughs> I know. Horribly. I know. sold her to Ramsey Bolton. Right. Like, what did he think was going to happen? Yeah. No. No. No good. No good. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you a little secret. Um, yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched the first season of Game of Thrones. Don't you dare! I watched the first season of Game of Thrones all the way up to um, the episode where they took Ned prisoner. Yeah. And Littlefinger betrays Ned. Yeah. Um, and I watched it all cold, never having seen it before. Sure. Sure. After I watched that scene, I had read. Pretty much uh, all four of the books before the end of the before the season finale, because <laughs> I just wanted to see Littlefinger get killed. See, my wife actually hate read most of the books at the time, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I was like spite reading at a certain point. It was like the first book was okay, and then the second one I was like. Mm. And then the third round, I was like, but what happens to John though? And then I was like, fight reading to the end. So I, a lot I of these- loved those books. I was, yeah, I gotta yeah. go back and reread them. Well, we, I I never read something. No, so don't wait, wait. Don't give in to him. Don't give in to him. No, He's I do just, have yeah, to go no, back no, no. and reread. No. I told you, poop on him. It's okay. I've, no, see how not, I diverted the poop away from me. Do not. <laughs> That's what being a host me. is all, That's very bad. all about. Hassan will not appreciate the poop. It's not gonna happen. So I've never read anything so so uh, so vigorously. Yeah, you know? it was it was it was an experience. I'm like I can't stop reading this. Yeah. Frickin' stuff. And these books are not 
No, they're, they're not, not cool. little books. No. If you threw a book at a kid, you'd kill him. <laughs> so <laughs> don't do not do that, though, by the way. We don't endorse that. Don't throw books at children. <laughs> um, children. How'd you feel about them killing off Lady Stoneheart, though? They didn't bring her in the series. They didn't even bring the her in the series. I don't know if you I was could, upset. I don't know if you could do it um, because um, I, think, I think people would be too confused as to why Lady Stoneheart is uh is dead but alive yeah yet yet th- there's a, an army of yeah. mindless dead that are in the north that are coming to kill us all and i don't yeah. think i don't think people would be able to really comprehend the difference between the yeah. two uncle benjamin is like undead too though yes but so that's a, mike was yeah, like but wait uncle benjamin, wasn't uncle, he dead and i was like yeah he's uncle kinda... benjamin just shows up as a plot device yeah. every, every few minutes he's not he like an actual out. He's not an actual fixture in the in the stories like That's Lady true. Stoneheart. That's true. George R. R. Martin actually went on record saying he's bummed that there's no Lady Stoneheart. In yes, yeah. he's a, you, know, you know he's actually starting to talk out against the show a little bit. But that's bit, the question. Well, what was my theory? What was it my was theory funny. a few a few uh, months ago? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, you don't actually listen yet. Yeah, no, listen. I don't listen. No, to you my at all. theory was that George R. R. Martin gets to see exactly how everything plays out and that's gets to kind of gets to kind of pick and choose what he's going to put in those in that those final may be books. True. That may be true. But so. Uh, George R. R. Martin needs to finish those books. Now, I'm not one of those people who who usually bitches that he's taking too long to write these books and he right. needs to finish it. But he's taking too long to write these <laughs> books. And he needs to it. Uh, prediction: Do you think you, that we're going to actually have a book out by the time? Yes. He... By the, by the next season, we're going to actually have uh, the the Winds of Winter. Some theorize we're going to have mm. both books that he's going to really? actually have both he's books. He's just going to unleash that. But what gives I you what it, gives though. you any like semblance of hope that he can do that? Because considering I don't he think hasn't he can. been a- right, I mean, I don't think he can. He hasn't been able to produce a new book in how long? It's been fifteen years. No, it's been s- almost eight years, seven years. That's that's like fifteen years. That's 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 morally, it's exactly that's the, same. the Dolce math. So yes. that's what you're dealing with. Under so you're doing you do the books for the house, right? You do <laughs> yeah. the finances. We don't talk about that. That's what I figured. <laughs> So let's talk about the other juicy thing that kind of happened there um, in the finale, though. We have uh, Jon Snow uh, banging his aunt. And, uh, we uh, I'm sorry. That. I got to cut in for the ladies. That that ass, though. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. You know, when we saw the nudity was there shot. An ass? No. Was, was there, I didn't see anything. How odd. I was struck blind. You know, we, we were um, <laughs> we were definitely, like, excited when, when you know, the HBO comes up. And then there's the, uh, you know, you get to see graphic violence and nudity. We're like, ah, nudity. Oh, so, uh, it's Jon Snow's butt. Yeah, no, he's a very <laughs> tiny man. Yeah, the, the first few seasons of Game of Thrones was really a, a chock much, full of nudity. A really much chock better experience of, for yeah. me than than chock the full last. of female nudity. I've which seen Jon Snow's of. ass at least three times, and I'm <laughs> I'm kind of tired. Well, Amelia of Clark's like, yo, I'm da- I'm Amelia, I'm Dan, I'm Daenerys, bitch. I do not show my butt anymore. I don't show <laughs> there was side anymore. boob. There was side boob. There was a little side boob, side which is boob. good. I mean, that's look, not the same as some dude's man ass in your face. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Stop with the man ass. Uh, any other real quick thoughts before we go to commercial on the finale? Because quite frankly, to me, the finale... 18 months until season eight, <sighs> season eight is But bullshit. that's the whole thing, right? Like, I, the whole purpose of this episode is bullshit. not necessarily... Um, nothing extravagant happened. Nothing extraordinary happened with the exception of a couple... Like, the one death, the, the, the two of them getting together, and the dragon bursting through the wall. This is all set up for season eight, which is going to lead us to next segment, where we go into our theories for season eight coming up next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow, follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo <laughs> talking alternative radio 24 hours a day.
now in theaters, Beauty and the Beast is out, and there's big, big controversy with two because of the supposed gay relationship that that takes yes. place. You know, and I thought the, the real controversy would be about the bestiality. <laughs> bestiality is not a problem. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, homosexuality. Yeah. We don't like that. Like Having sex with a giant beast—that's that's all right. Secrets of the sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, talkradio.nyc, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Michael underscore Dolce or Instagram mdolce64. Uh, we didn't never bother to create a show page because we're lazy. Uh, Who's, what Chris, do you mean we, white man? Chris Katsakis. <laughs> well, how would they know that you're not a white man? <laughs> you're not on camera. I'm not Look any man. I am a nothing. Chris Gotsakis actually uh, did a great job of uh, illuminating the various names that Jon Snow has had throughout this entire seven seasons. Yeah, someone's a big Jon Snow fan. Jon Agen of House Targaryen, sixth of his name, the Bastard of Winterville, 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, the Resurrected, the White Wolf, the King of the North, Rightful King of the Seven Kingdoms, the Andals, the Roiner, and the First Men, Shield of the Realm of Men, Knower of Things. Is he the Knower of Things? He He knows nothing. He knows nothing. nothing. (laughs) The Prince that was promised, the Son of Fire and Ice. Now he's yeah. No, he's he's like that employee that just like keeps getting promoted. The entire last <laughs> or like even laterally the gets last, promoted. The entire last episode of season eight and is like, going to be dedicated just to reading off those names. It's just like it's going to be like forty two minutes. How many of business names. cards has this guy gone through <laughs> yeah. though? At some point, it's going like, to be a scroll. He's like, here I am. It's I'm, not a I'm manager it's of of of. Oh no, I'm not the manager yeah. of titles anymore. Now I'm the site manager. Oh no, <laughs> now I'm the uh, human resources a, development business manager. It's not a business card. It's a scroll. He's the <laughs> he's the guy that got fired. For, he's the guy that pooped on my floor. He, he, he is. Jon Snow pooped <laughs> on the floor. Numerous, numerous. No, even better. Be so we're like nobody. Uh, people like what they're good at, and he's like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't like pooping on the floors. Yeah. Ashley Highkai said his ass is not tiny. That is not her name. It's it is it is on this show. <laughs> it's it a lot of squats show. that went into that. Not, Let me just tell you. Tiny. So so here's the thing. Is that right? even a debate? Were we having that debate about how big his ass was? <laughs> maybe maybe they were having that debate on the comment section of Facebook. They can they can do that. We don't need to bring it here. Sire. Don't bring it here. <laughs> don't bring You're it just here. like stay, keep that ass away from you. Don't bring it here, Dolce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to even go into no. that. All right. <laughs> so the fun part about Game of Thrones, Man right? And, and <laughs> no, I mean, okay, you have episodes like the Red Wedding. You have, well, actually, no, wait. Let's let's even go back even further. The ninth episode, even though there was not ten episodes this season, the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones every single season seems to be the one where the major stuff happens, right? The Battle of Blackwater, the Battle of the Bastards, Jon Snow. Well, you know, Jon Snow got killed in that in that season finale. I guess that really squashed is my theory but <laughs> but no but then they had the important. battle of uh they had the battle with they know, had the hard like, home right the right battle i mean of there home. was there was all these things that majorly th- things happen and I, I just invented that word um happy anniversary by the way honey yeah it's segue. yeah segue. um <laughs> In my brain, I was thinking about all the beers we had before to celebrate our anniversary, and that's why I came up majorly. Majorly, the major Get your own happen. show. <laughs> <laughs> that's for um, the anniversary show. That's right. That's, that's right. The majorly things that happened happened the penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in a way, we can't be disappointed that you know some minor things happened. It was a lot of like shuffling the deck. It was a lot of just yeah, the, getting the, us to the, the next tenth, season. The right? last episode or the tenth episode right. has always been like a kind of a wrapping everything up and setting everything up for the next season right and uh yeah and you know kind of bringing everybody down from the unbelievable shock that they had the week before (laughs) right right exactly especially after the red wedding right so so in general i mean we can't be surprised by this trend that that you know a lot didn't necessarily happen but what it did do is set up the final season and what's the best part about being a fan of game of thrones peter what's the best part coming up with theories as to what is going on i don't agree (laughs) Hassan <laughs> is anti-theory, but we're going to go into some I theories, and we're going to start with this one, um, and it's going to be tied directly to the episode. Did the Game of Thrones Season 7 finale hint at a major betrayal? Uh, Game of Thrones fans are convinced that a major betrayal could be on the cards. That's terrible writing, by the way. It should be in the cards. After the season finale ended with Tyrion Lannister watching 
on mysteriously as Jon Snow and Daenerys went to bed together. Daenerys. Well, yeah, Daenerys. Say whatever. your name right. Get names right. right. Daenerys. I will butcher Get names every right. name I can. <laughs> the first sign reportedly came early on in the episode with subtle hints that Tyrion might not be totally loyal, having discussed, discussed the merits of lying to Jon Snow after he turned down the chance to earn an offer of peace from Cersei. Oh. So is Tyrion, is Tyrion going to end Lies up... Lies on Game of Thrones? Is Tyrion no. going to end up being... A traitor in the end. I mean, at the you know, at the end of the day, don't don't. I mean, he had a hundred million reasons to hate his family, but it's still family at the end. What do you think, honey? Nah, he's a strategist through and through. He believes in Daenerys. He believes in what she stands for. He, you know, he backs her. I think he's more concerned about the fact that, you know, relationships in this show don't end well. Yeah, you know, and having her vision of conquering Westeros and making it like an equal place for everybody might be compromised by the fact that she's in love with somebody that might not share that exact vision, that might Please. have a different way of going around it, that's more concerned with beating the king in the north. That can we talk about that a second though? Like, is mm. she really in love with him? I mean, I know that that's you know, even George R. R. Martin early on they said on set in season one was like, no, I'm shipping. Uh, Danny and John. It's going to be Danny and John because he didn't know if the show was going to be a success or not. So he was actually a little more like loose-lipped with what he was actually saying on set. Uh, but were they really in love? I mean, Sada, are they really in love? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I kind of get like a like a eh, let's test the waters vibe. Not like you're my star-crossed aunt that I'm going to bang. <laughs> I mean, George R. R. Martin. Is there a question in there somewhere? No, <laughs> Peter, like, Peter, Peter, Peter's got something to say. What do you think, Peter? I think it was on once John pet the dragon. You could see she. <laughs> <laughs> there's, well, there's there a theory so behind why. When, in that word, <laughs> you you phrased it perfect. Like boom, that's no. why he's our staff writer. No, <laughs> pet the dragon. No, perfect. Oh no, everybody's wrong. The minute she was she was in the Jon Snow was the minute he said he was going to go to the north to get a corpse. <laughs> a walking corpse. <laughs> the that. Minute, and uh, you know what? It, I'm, I'm making a joke, but if you actually watch that scene, that yeah. was the, minute, the look on her face is that that was it. Yeah, that was that it. Was it. Like, no, not She's my like, John Snow. <laughs> I actually think it was she when... She was like, Jorah Mormont, you go. You're all right. <laughs> Tyrion, you can You're go. You're old and pasty. You can go. You can go. You can, no, not you. I yeah. haven't let you go yet. <laughs> I actually think it was the moment he, he led her into the cave. You know, he still had the blue paint on his hand from all the, st- the wall paintings that he, that he threw. Stop. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this wall painting shows that we should be banging together, by the way. The children of the forest who knew all these mystical... Don't look at my hands right now. Who knew all these mystical things only knew how to draw in stick figures. Interesting. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? It is amazing. Look, look, they drew a little swirly circle. Look, that means we should get together. Well, let's let's talk about about them getting together. Um, You know, Game of Thrones, how that Jon Snow twist changes everything. Uh, EntertainmentWeekly.com Of course posed. it changes everything. Well, how it changes everything? How? Yeah. Not the how. Of course it does. Nah. It doesn't change anything? Nothing. Nothing nah. changes? Okay. No. Well, that, that's the problem with the, that comment and the theory. There's no standard in Game of Thrones. Everything has been in flux sure. since the show started. There's no There's no changing everything. Everything is always changing. Yeah. I mean, Always. George R.R. Martin is on the record as saying that this whole story was like the point of this whole story is them crossing paths at some point. It's a song of ice and fire. Like, if they're not yeah, duh. meant to be together, <laughs> then maybe they're not meant to be together. But at some point, their paths were going to cross, and this story is about them. Um, I, I mean, in the Targaryen family, incest isn't a big deal. They That's what they did to keep the bloodline pure. So, yes, it's all right. It's no problem. Sleep with your aunt. It's cool, dude. Or your sister. It's cool, dude. <laughs> cool. Well, let's let's run. You can't down. really make fun of Jamie and Cersei now if we're gonna all be all right with John and, and Daenerys. Yeah, listen, were we check, making fun check of your everybody was making yeah. fun of Jamie and, and Cersei. I feel like everyone was making fun of Jamie because he kind of seems like Cersei's like the dominant person in that relationship. Yeah. So there's no like you, you're never sitting there going like, well, I don't understand what she's doing. It's kind of like. It's like Jamie, really? Like, because then, then, and then there's so also he's in love. He's genuinely in yeah, love. Yeah, she's, really, she's yeah, evil, and yeah. he's in love with evil. So, will Daenerys? I can really accept John as legitimate. Remember, he's now the rightful heir to the throne. I question that, though. I mean, if you look at their parentage, right? So, mm-hmm. Aegon Targaryen, the Mad King, had Rhaegar, Viserys, and Daenerys, mm-hmm. and Viserys died pretty spectacularly with that gold crown on his head. Rhaegar is John's father, so. Aegon Targaryen is his grandfather. 
but it's Daenerys' father. So doesn't no, she have no, a no, more no, direct no. line to the mm. throne if it was his no, father? No, 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 no. I got it. I got this. I'm on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is. Stop it. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Write something. Oh, he's the he's the he's the direct line. Um, uh, Ares is the king. Yeah. Rhaegar is the eldest son. John is the eldest or the only living mm-hmm. offspring of the eldest son, so it's in the line of succession. He's in direct line of succession. If there was no John, then there would be a Daenerys. Then there would be a Daenerys because it, there, then it would have been Viserion and and uh, Viserys and Viserys died, as everyone said, very spectacularly. So then she did move into the the line of succession. Where does Daenerys fit into all Daenerys. this? Daenerys. That was my joke. That was it right there. You just, yeah, no. She Boy, doesn't. You got really, really, I mean, I, like engorged, like flames <laughs> coming out of Are you going to poop on this floor right now? Because that's how bad it looks right now. I had a salad, so I mean, I might, sometimes you know, it's spinach, sometimes it's roughage, it's all um, roughage. Okay, so will Daenerys actually accept John's legitimate? And does John even want to be the king? Because no. we kind of, you know, nah. he basically no. does not want to, but as... John's not going to give it on. As, as John is going to abdicate. said... Over and over and over again, John's had eighty million titles, and he just keeps getting promoted. John, he, ju- he just stumbles ass backward into the guy into from now. Office Space. It's <laughs> like he just knocks down the wall, and he's like, "Well, we're going to give you a promotion now. You're now king of everything." If given he's the like, choice, I don't want this. If given the choice, he would look abdicate. at my tiny ass. Yeah. All right. Will Danny and John halt their romance when they learn they're related? Probably. John will. I don't know though. She won't care. I don't think so. I mean, right? Isn't it like in the in the Targaryen legacy that he's they not, he's more Stark than Targaryen, as far as he's concerned. Can't they yeah. just give that? Like, if I'm Sam and they come back to to you know uh, Winterfell yeah. and I see them and Bran's like, hey, by the, I'd be like, mm, you know what? Let's yeah. just. Give I bet them you this. they'll keep it like, a secret though. I bet you they'll tell John and then John will be like, don't tell anybody. You know, you know, Sam will just like see them like hooking up and be like. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Nothing! 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 That was my English accent. Um, <laughs> that was. Will really Danny good. get pregnant? I think that's kind of like we all like think, a given. Like that's a given, right? She's like she's gonna have a she's gonna have a turtle. Like any time <laughs> they set it up. They set any time they keep going in. Well, I can't get pregnant. Well, Who told you you couldn't pregnant. have children? <laughs> yeah, she's gonna give birth to a dragon with fur. <laughs> she actually literally is going to have a dragon. People are gonna what be like, what if she what has like a dire wolf? Like she just she's like, gonna have a dire dragon. Wolf. Yeah, no. dire dragon. I just made something up. So let's go into, uh, you know, we have a couple minutes here before we're going to get into our guest, and then we'll get back to this as well, too. Um, I was in Wizard World Chicago, which, by the way, fantastic show. Thank you to Jerry Milani um, for getting me access. We have some great interviews that are going to be coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, stay tuned for that. And we were talking yes. to a bunch of other press. Don't get off the show. No, no, no. Just no. listen all the way through. That's until right. Exactly. The next right. Five exactly. Or six weeks. Well, we're also doing a marathon at Talk NYC in December. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, one of the guys, Josh Lucas uh, from Den of Nerd, which again, I don't know why. Not to be confused with Den of Geek. Not to be confused with Den of Geek, who was our oh, was our Game of Thrones expert mm-hmm. that we had on here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why nerds and geeks are only relegated to dens. I don't understand why everybody's got to have like a kind of the same. Name. I know. It's dark and cozy there. We yeah. like it. His theory that they were talking about, though, was that... Beats everything. Brand. 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 I know. Don't eat brand. I know. I got that. You'll poop on the floor. I got that. That one I I actually (laughs) didn't mean to butcher. Don't poop on the floor. Brand is actually the Night King. That's not true, though. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mark Poulton. We're going to talk about his all-ages book, The Pizza Tree, which is out now. And uh, we'll get back to this theory as well. We're going to ask him his own theories on this. Tell him to bring a pepperoni pizza when he comes. Done and done. When we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Legalize the earth, 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We uh, talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love, and we do it right stuff here. Stuff that makes the girls run away. Oh, well, clearly. <laughs> no, no, no. This, that is completely stuff false. Stuff that makes the girls That leave. is completely, completely false. I recommended false. Secrets of the Sire on my show, and I got less uh, female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, it's great to every be back. Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for all the newbies out there, that little drop there is actually Adam Weinberg. He's a uh, fellow host on talkradio.nyc. He yes, hosts he is. is It Plugged In, uh, which is now on thurs- Thursdays. Thursdays at 2 o'clock. He used to actually precede our show. Um, so we wish him well and, and check it out and check out all the great uh, hosts we have on talkradio.nyc. Um, all right, we were talking Game of Thrones theories, sure to go wrong. Um, but for right now, we're going to take a, a quick little detour and we're going to welcome a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Mark Poulton. Mr. Mark, are you there? Yeah, hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Very uh, glad to have you as well, too. And uh, you've got a great, exciting new project. But before we do, are you a Game of Thrones person? Do, do you watch the show? <laughs> I, I may be the only person who, who's never seen it before. What? <laughs> oh, no. What? How does that happen? How? I, I, could, I could tell you my theories on, like, Paw Patrol and what's going on in Adventure <laughs> Bay, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, there's very little television that I watch that isn't, like, what Good my man. son <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you have homework to do, my friend, you have homework to do. All right, we'll, we'll forgive it's you. Only six years worth of shows you got to watch. You could so. get that. You could get through that yeah. in like a weekend. Yeah, like easily. Well, for Game of Thrones, yeah, because it's only sixty hours. Yeah, done. I think you can be done. done. I think you can be done. All right, uh, don't do it though. Talk, so I, I want to get into a couple good stories because uh, you and I are friends, and you've told me some really great uh, stories in the comic book industry. You started kind of around the same time I did with the Sire, um, and you've done some stuff at DC, at Image. You've done really great stuff. But today you're on because you have a new all ages book. It's called The Pizza Tree. Give us the backstory on that, and give us the whole rundown of what that book's about. Okay, uh, the the whole uh, genesis of uh, Pizza Tree started a few years ago when I was out to dinner with my wife and son and uh, my son Chasey was about uh, three or four at the time and we were at our favorite pizza place and he was like uh, dad I, I know where pizza comes from and I was like really and he was like yeah you just take a slice of pepperoni you plant it in the ground and a pizza tree grows from it and uh, I thought that was genius and I was like oh my gosh that needs to be a book <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know once I got some uh, some other projects out of the way I cleared some time out for uh, him and I to work on it together and uh, today actually it just hit hit stores so it's been a long process but uh, I'm real happy to, to see it out in the stores and uh, what's uh, you know Give us a little more detail on the storyline. Does the tree? Because I know at some point I saw some some image. The tree kind of gets up and starts chasing you guys. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah. So of, of course, my my son is like me, and he loves all things like horror and uh, spooky stuff. So uh, we decided that well, he wanted to base the story on our family. So it's about him plant, planting a slice of pepperoni in our backyard, and an evil pizza tree grows from it. <laughs> it's and always got to be evil. And he's feeding all the the family and all the people in town pizza to fatten them up because he wants to eat them. <laughs> wow. 
So, so it's a little little shop of horrors that's and a little bit of, Twilight Zone, that's right? That's Game of Thrones convoluted. Yeah. That's right Game there. of Thrones right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly right. So the the, the person who's going to sit on the Iron Throne is going to be the pizza tree. Yes, again, is yes. essentially what you're that saying. That totally works. Uh, how is it working with your son? I know. I mean, that's got to be a dream of, of a lot of uh, fathers. Nepotism. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan yeah, doesn't have kids. That's don't why let HR that. find out about <laughs> that. <laughs> No, I, I'm I'm jealous of him. All he's uh, at the age of seven, like to be a published author and to to do a signing at uh, San Diego Comic Con. I, I would have killed for that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he's really lucky. But it, it's been a blast. Like I've done a lot of cool things in my career. I mean, like you said, I, I worked at DC Image. I got to work with my hero Rob Liefeld, and uh, this working with Chase is his, you know, surpassed all that. It's just been so awesome just to see him you know, work on this, follow through with it, and to, for him to see the end result. Sure. And to, to have those moments, like to go to go to San Diego Comic-Con and, and get his first professional badge. He was so excited about that. And uh, he's done interviews and, and stuff like that. Uh, when the books came in from the printer, he took a copy to his first grade class and read it to them. Oh. Um, he was like a little local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Now, no, don't get his ego yeah. up here. That's just don't yeah. don't tell him about royalties, and he, yeah. he'll be fine. <laughs> don't mention the word royalties. He's got to work for a higher deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on spec. Back, he back had to work day, on yeah. spec. <laughs> You're like, well, you've never really been proven. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, taking a big risk I'm, here. I'm, I'm putting your money away, son. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's it's growing, but you're not spending the money on HBO. Gaining which interest, learned, so you know, <laughs> and definitely not. Um, so you have one of my favorite stories of all time that I'd love you to share. Here is about your first screenplay that ever got optioned, and and for some reason you came across, you came away with this conclusion that boy, working in movies is just so much easier than getting a comic book published. Can you can you <laughs> give us can just give us that storyline? I love hearing it, and I think our audience would oh, appreciate sure. it as well. Um, so back in the '90s, it was. Well, late late nineties, early two thousands, there wasn't as much information on making comic books as there is now. I feel like anyone can make a comic book now. Sure. But back then it was almost like this secret society on how to how to break in. No one was sharing information. The inter- it, the internet wasn't as big as it was uh now. So I, I was like a frustrated comic book writer. So I was like uh, hearing the success stories of like Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez, I was like, man, it's got to be a lot easier to make a movie. Uh, I'll just write a screenplay, I'll sell it, and someone can make it for me. <laughs> so, uh, how hard is that? I, I know, I know. It's like there, there are literally like not college students, but like forty-five-year-old men in motel rooms being like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, tying so, a noose right now. Right, right. <laughs> I'll get them all back. I'll get them all back. Go, go on. Sorry. So uh, teen, teen comedies were really hot at the time. Uh, there was like American Pie. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was a huge star. Uh, all this going on. So yeah. I, I wrote a. The nineties were a wild teen, time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wrote a teen comedy called uh, "Give Me Back My Stuff." And it was based on uh, a girlfriend dumping me and me trying to get my stuff back. From her. <laughs> Um, it's so a little I on the it. nose. <laughs> <laughs> the title's a little on the nose. It really hit Hassan. It really hit home for Hassan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I wrote it and home. I bought the um, the Hollywood Creative Directory because I uh, I read Robert Rodriguez's book and he was like, you just get all the addresses from that and you send them your your script or your movie. And I was like, oh, that's how it works. <laughs> so I started uh, I started contacting producers and they actually were willing to read a, a screenplay from a nobody like myself <laughs> and uh one day i, I got a an email an email from a, a producer uh, zane levitt who he did uh the children's film shiloh about the little dog and then he did uh, gun crazy with uh drew barrymore and oh, but, but what i but i knew him my from wife just was, squealed did, by the way when you mentioned shiloh that is one of her favorite movies oh. I guess, when she was a kid right is that but, what it is oh my god like so sweet like a little beagle <laughs> oh wait see wait 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 till you hear about the producer because yeah okay go ahead keep going so, uh, <laughs> but what i i knew him from was he did the, the live action version of fist of the north star oh, and i was like yeah. oh he's a comic guy hope he will get me because my script was like littered with uh comic <laughs> book references. references and and all this he was just so, Whedon uh, before just Whedon. <laughs> so <laughs> If only he uh, stayed Joss Whedon instead of the Joss Whedon we got. <laughs> so he, 
he asked me to, to send him a copy of the script. He got it on a Friday. Monday, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to option my screenplay to him. Wow. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just but that easy, gets, people. Why are we working gets, so hard? <laughs> but then it gets crazier. The, oh, it like gets, the same, now it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Yeah, it does. The same day, I got interest from another producer, and they were like, oh, we were really interested in your screenplay. We have some notes on it. Uh, there's some issues with the the structure of it that we'd like to go over. And I was like, okay. So I'm going back and forth with Zane. I'm going back and forth with these other people. And then finally I just decided to sign with Zane because he loved the, the screenplay the, the way it was. Mm-hmm. Well, he ends up inviting me and my uh, my girl, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, out to his mansion in Hollywood. And his mansion in Hollywood looks like my house. Uh, in the suburbs, it's <laughs> it's just uh, like a regular two-story house. Or yeah, <laughs> you think you would have done better, right? It's, like. in, it's in the Hollywood Hills, so it's it's location. So uh, he invites us out. So we fly out to to L.A. and he takes us to his office. And he was like, "Hey, I know you were talking to another producer about your screenplay. Come with me." And he takes me out of his office, walks next door, knocks on the door, and barges in and says. Hey, you remember that the guy that wrote that uh, screenplay? Give me back your your stuff. I just signed it. <laughs> <laughs> they were neighbors. That's how they knew. That's how yeah. they knew. Well, what ended up happening to that producer though? Because I remember the the conclusion of the story is also a little wild, right? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> th- th- we were so close so many times of getting this movie made. Um, at one point, I think it was going to. Uh, it was going to be at Universal. It was starring Justin Long. At least this is what he told me. Who knows if any, <laughs> any of this is true. It was going to star Justin Long and one of the kids from the boy band O-Town. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Universal had a big meeting about it, and everyone loved it. They thought it would be there. They, they did one teen film a, a year, and the American Pie, uh, they just did this uh, American Pie 2, and they were thought that franchise was done so they wanted to do this and then one person in the meeting spoke up and was like yeah there's some things off about the the structure so they poo-pooed it and they did american uh wedding (laughs) or whatever (laughs) so they went back to american pie but anyway uh zane was still still into the movie and he wanted to pick up the option i was like awesome I'll make a little more money. I like Zane. He's a character. This is still easy. <laughs> it's, fun. <laughs> it's fun working with him. Um, and then, like, a couple weeks later, I get a call from his business partner, who was, like, the money person. And they're like, hey, Mark, have you uh, heard from Zane lately? And I was like, no, I'm just kind of waiting for my uh, my reoption uh, money. And, oh. and she was like, yeah. He kind of took off with your money and a lot of other people's <laughs> money. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, and then I, I found out years later he was in like Indiana making porn. <laughs> <laughs> your Shiloh memory oh. not as nostalgic anymore, is it? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> This guy went on to make porn. <laughs> but he but, still uh, lived in a two-story house. And that was your amazing adventure <laughs> yeah. in the Hollywood world, huh? Yeah. yeah he, he, was, he was a blast, though. I mean, <laughs> he would have to be. Him. <laughs> like, when, when, when we visited uh, him, he took us a tour of Hollywood, but it wasn't like your usual tour. It was like, <laughs> the hey. Tour of all the porn places <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> This is the CVS parking lot where I used to score my drugs. <laughs> so you got That's the scenic tour is what you yeah. got. You got the... This, this bar is where I uh, did blow with uh, Chris Penn to talk him into doing Fifth of the North Star. <laughs> That's a real Hollywood, though. Yeah, you got oh, a real yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. tour. You got the inside <laughs> yes. scoop in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Mark, give, us, give the audience again, how can they get your book and where can they find you online? Uh, I'm online at um, at Coney Waves on Twitter, at Coney Waves on Instagram. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook at Mark Poulton Writing. Uh, you can pick up the book at artisticcomics.com, or you can uh, pick it up at your local comic shop. And uh, that that is your all ages book, not your uh, recounting of, of CD Hollywood. No. <laughs> no. That's two different lives. <laughs> uh, give everyone real quick thirty second elevator pitch on the pizza tree one more time. Uh, Pizza Tree is an all-ages horror comic book about a little boy who plants a slice of pepperoni in his backyard and evil pizza tree grows from it. 
awesome. you like goosebumps, you'll love the peep the tree. Ah, nice. Very cool. Well Mark, done. as always a pleasure. I will see you at another convention very soon, I'm sure. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up some more, too. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Mike. When we come back, uh, again, Game of Thrones theories sure to go wrong. We didn't get through with them, and we're going to also go spinning the racks. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comic Zone, Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com. You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they have their little like. I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm, I work you know, at I'm a man. It's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> they just have these old men club, and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> It's a creepy sausage fest on on caffeine. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, Mark Poulton, for uh, chiming in, talking about the pizza tree, and talking about his illustrious uh, but brief Hollywood career as a screenwriter. did not bring a pepperoni pizza, though. I also want to thank our in-studio guest, our co-host, our guest co-host today, my wife, Christina Dolce. Gentlemen out there, if you want to celebrate your wedding anniversary, we are celebrating three years tomorrow. Um, Go out and start a successful radio, oh, sorry, middling. Middling I, I, podcast. Right, actually, wait. She's here. A successful, it's um, successful now radio show oh, and podcast. No, You're welcome. No. Build Happy up anniversary. The audience, build up the audience base and then invite her over. It's it's a it's a foolproof way uh, to get uh, that anniversary. You know, get, get works for me. Something an anniversary because I didn't have to do a lot of work to make fun of you. <laughs> this is very true, <laughs> and and appreciate that it has not been a poop on Mike Fest, which I being the MC of the show, I I've actually kind of steered. Oh, there's still way. time left, though, oh, honey. Oh, yeah. true. Well, there is time, <laughs> but instead we're going to get into a couple other Game of Thrones um, theories sure to go wrong. So again, Josh Lucas from Den of Nerd. Talked about Bran being the Night King. Not true. Warging into the body of the guy who ends up being uh, ends up being the Night King, and you know, it, it, is that going to be? And I actually think it makes so much sense, though. Why? Because from a story standpoint, like how amazing would that be for Jon Snow to have to take on his brother at the end? And also, why is the Night King not quite? been able to finish that's, Jon Snow off. That's meaningless because you've you spent uh, I don't know what uh, eight years building mm-hmm. Bran up to be the three-eyed raven yeah. just for him to accidentally walk into this thing and have to be killed. That's a lot of story time that but you spent on 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 no no real resolution. No, but that is a real resolution, right? It's not a real like it's a time. It's, if it's a if time. everybody sees the future and he sees the future and the three and and the and um, what's his name? Yeah, Ming the Merciless sees the future. <laughs> Max von Sydow saw the future, sure. right? Then he's not gonna. It doesn't make any sense that they just wouldn't see that angle coming. But they didn't see the future. They didn't. No, they can't see. Wait, can they see the future, honey? 
He sees everything. He, he sees, sees everything. everything. He's a three-eyed raven. So, but if he can see everything, then he knows how it's going to end already. So why is it? Why is he can only then? see when he focuses on it? Right. See, so there's there's your loophole. But no, right but there. the Don, but the uh, Max von Sydow would have seen everything because he. He spent a thousand years waiting for Bran. You don't sure. spend a thousand years to wait for the kid so that he could screw up and become, you know, Branikin Skywalker. So every plan that everyone has just automatically is supposed to go right then, right? I'm, not, I'm talking about a narrative of story. Yeah. Right? Everything has to pay off. Sure. To, to some you kind don't of think a Bran versus expense. Jon Snow in the end would be It a wouldn't big make payoff? any sense. Unless, unless they made a big deal. Out of it. it would have to be in the, in the context of a choice that they, would, they were warning him yeah. not to make. And he makes it. And then he yeah. becomes a... But they haven't, they haven't set that up. Not yet. Not yet. They're not going to be able to. Look how, Honey, look how rushed so, right? this season was. No, oh. I don't think I don't think Bran is the Night King. I think that there are similarities between the two. I think that they both have, you know, this... this there you go. Sense of vision. I think that they both have the same kind of magic running through them. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it before. Like, what? I, what is the Night King? What's his purpose? Like, why is he marching into Westeros? What's his end game? He doesn't care if he sits on the Iron Throne, right? So, like, well, I, there's still some history. I think Bran's purpose is going to be some point in season seven. They're going to try everything to beat the Night King, and they're going to say it's not working. And he's like. Mm! Let me work back in time and figure out how we're going to do this. And I'm going to jump into the body. Oops. I'm no. the Night King now. Oh, no. You're only basing that off of a photoshopped uh, photograph of the pendant, I which is not I am basing really it true. off of an engaging conversation I had at Wizard World Chicago, where they went into the, all these spoiler With talks. people who With have whom? no better thing to do than yeah. What about this theory? Out. What about this theory? The typical, these guys say, but uh, I don't know these guys' names, and I don't have any credentials of where these guys got this information the from. The internet told me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they actually know. No, they, they posted it on the internet. So the internet is... Uh, they oh, are oh that Unreddit. makes them totally <laughs> They're the ones that started the internet. Oh, um, I understand what about, what about this one? Arya will slay Cersei as Jamie. Okay. Why? Nah. Why? Well, What's the significance of it? Cersei's on the list. Peter's shaking his head no. No? No, it kills Jamie's arc. Well, Jamie, do we think Jamie's going to make it through to the end? Yeah. Oh, ah, we got to see it. The internet told me <laughs> that... Uh, Jamie might have a bigger part to play. But Arya would have to kill Jamie to get his face to kill Cersei and Jamie's not on her list. But oh, maybe oh, maybe oh, he's their ticket to the list. He's maybe the ticket <laughs> to the list. Alright, and here's the last one. And this is one oh. this is one that you actually proposed to me and I brought it to our Den of Geek, not Den of Nerd, Game of Thrones expert, and he kind of shrugged it off. Tyrion is a Targaryen too. What do we base that on, and why do we think that's a possibility? In the books, there's the description of Tyrion in the books is that he has hair. He has a bl- a brown eye and a green eye, or a black eye and a green eye, and his hair is very, very blonde. I don't know. I had the exact reference here, but I don't have it anymore. But it is as blonde as a Targaryen's hair. Yeah. So he does not resemble Cersei and Jaime. He does not resemble... His father, we don't know what his mother looks like, but I mean, there's many times in the books, too, where um, their father, I forget his name now, help me, Tywin? Tywin, Tywin Lannister? Yes. And like, you're no son of mine, and mm, maybe that's And true. just like Jon Snow was able to kind of approach the dragon, Tyrion is also one of the only people that was able to actually approach the dragon, the dragon that's did not. not true, but... He he is one of the few who interacted with the dragons, wasn't killed by it. But what is the significance of him being a Targaryen? I think that there's what does that the, do for the there story? was the three dragon riders, it was the right? Three, the three headed dragon. Right, but now, but there's only, now there's only two dragons. Well, no, 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 no. There's still a third dragon. He just happens yeah, so to be dead and on the other side. Yeah, right but now. is the Night King a Targaryen because he can ride a dragon? Like, no. uh, you know. So then what? Then maybe Tyrion is the Night King. Maybe that's the maybe that's the twist oh, that we're going. Maybe into. the Night King. Was Tyrion a is Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> we we did talk about this though. What? The the John and 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 uh, Danny getting together still more chemistry than than uh, Padme and Anakin. No still more. Yeah. No absolutely. incorrect. All right. All right. We have uh, exhausted our Game of Thrones uh, theories, but uh, no, that's actually not true at all. We could always go there. We could continue doing. Yeah, it, but they just instead, get dumber and dumber as you go along. Uh, we are going to fill our time. With we just wait we do 18 every months. Every week. Yeah, we're going to wait 18 months. We do this every week. We go spinning the racks to bring you the most fantastical pop culture news available. Spin the rack. Spin the rack. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny when you dub yourself over. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> and, and it takes, it takes uh, the spotlight off of me. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I'm getting pooped on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just appreciate it. 
Uh, in I the made spirit, that right up. In the spirit of things, Game of Thrones season seven finale draws a record 16.5 million viewers. <gasps> Even with all the variety. leaks, say it ain't so. The Game of Thrones season seven finale set another ratings high with 16.5 million viewers. That number includes people who watched the episode as it aired and night no, of streams. Nobody cares about Game of Thrones anymore. The it's jumped the shark. The rating. show is jumped the shark. Hasn't well, it? we didn't talk about that one. Aspect. It's lost its edge. The pace to the season. I, I think that does have to be. Yes, everything is different. It really. Up but this but the, the but the click bastards um, are so quick to want to say that it's over. Sure, everybody wants to, to you know to draw sure. postmortem on on, no, on something I popular. Th- I think it was I think it was a very strong season, right? But it but, did but well. It's gonna do no well. Argument, that last right? season is going to be ridiculous. The last episode is going to it's going to is going to break all records. Yeah, for, it's going to break um, your TV. It's going to like explode your yeah, TV. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to. Oh, if we don't break it first, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm about to flip our coffee table over into it every episode waiting for something to happen. Actually, I think the penultimate episode will break the TV, and then no one will be able to yeah, watch. Yeah, we'll see the last We'll be like, well, oh, well, this was a waste of time. So the show will actually end on a failure because no one watched the last episode. Even the camera guys flip the camera. Yeah. So we can't do this. <laughs> We're out of here. We're done. We're done here, people. Uh, James Cameron doesn't get strong female characters. Uh, James Cameron oh didn't invent the strong female character, but from his recent comments, you might think he believes he did. Nearing the 20th anniversary of Judgment Day, Cameron compared uh, Sarah Connor to Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. All the self-congratulatory back-padding Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided, he told the publication. She's an objectified icon, and it's just make it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but to me, it's a step backwards. And then he went on to say Sarah Connor is actually a strong female character. The two of them are jackasses. The, the both of them. Because, um, because uh, Patty, Jenkins, yeah. Patty Jenkins replied right. to that. And the two of them, are the, it's it's the stupidest fight in the world to have. Right. First of all, Cameron shouldn't have called anybody else's art out. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. He doesn't learn from Joss Whedon, who got destroyed. <laughs> yeah. He got wrecked for doing the same thing. Um, and, and second of all, if I were Patty Jenkins, I would have been like, oh, you didn't like it? Thanks. You know? <laughs> it would have been so succinct. It would have been like... like well, uh, obviously, you don't get Stephanie a woman's Stephanie Meyer, view, clearly. Who, who wrote Twilight, had the greatest yeah. response, the greatest response to Stephen King. Stephen King ripped Twilight so yeah. bad. And Stephanie Meyer's response was, Stephen King read my book? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and it was, it, it was brilliant, you know? And that's what you got to do. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't punch back and forth with these people. That's ridiculous. I guess not. All right. Well, I want to, again, thank our guest, Mark Poulton, via phone. I want to thank my lovely and talented wife, Christina Dolce, Fix. our Game Fix. of Thrones expert. Fix. Woo! She did great. Next week... I think she slept with the host to get on the show. <laughs> she, she better have only slept with the <laughs> host. Uh, we have a son, so... <laughs> uh-huh. He is not a bastard. Uh-huh. He is not a bastard. That's Next what I thought. Week, That's we welcome Robin Kelly from the Robin Kelly Show here on Talk Radio to NYC, and we also are going to welcome Biff Tanner from Back to the Future is going to talk about the enduring legacy of I'm Back gonna, to the Future. I'm going to get him to send me back to 1992. And we are going to go through what movies you need to watch to get your de- geek diploma coming up next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your your digital digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 